What is up, guys? Thank you for tuning into the Modern Macho. This is your host Juan Carlos, and I'm here with my boy Santi. What's up, everybody? We are uh, two gentlemen documenting our journey. We're embracing the dudes that we are in order to become better men for ourselves and our village. We're tired of fitting the mold. We're tired of dick measuring contest. We're tired of pretending to be somebody that we're not. Uh, after each episode, we hope that we're able to plant a seed, get you to start a conversation with your circle, challenge your thinking, motivate you to focus on growth, and uh, hopefully bring awareness to the twisted programming that we've been brought up with believing. Uh, today, we are going to discuss therapy, what therapy was like for us, the beginning of that journey, um, and you know, being that right now, we locked up or, or dialed in, I should say, the pool tournament here and uh, with the help of you guys, which, by the way, thank you guys so much for the love and support. Um, we were able to get this funding put together. And so we're in the process right now of actually uh, helping a guy get started with his journey. So we figured before at some point we will have him on the episode to discuss his journey. We want to take you guys back to what it was for us. And uh, hopefully maybe it'll resonate if you've already done it or if you haven't, maybe it'll push you to fucking do it. So, um, yeah, before we get into that, bro, how we doing? Doing good, dude. Um, definitely excited to to talk about this subject. Kind of do a little circle around on like you know what it was for us when we first started going to therapy. Yeah. I feel like we in the beginning of when we started this whole podcast, we had discussed a little bit about uh, our journeys in the beginning, you know. But I think now going full circle, you know, actually being a little bit more uh, immersed into what we're doing, you know being intentional and in, in some of like the kickbacks that we've been doing the pool tourneys and whatnot, you know, um, it felt really cool, man. It, it felt great being part of that pool tournament where it seemed like, you know, yes, we were there having fun, but it felt more intentional. It felt much more targeted to what we're about, you know? Right. Um, and I don't get me wrong. Fuck it. I love chilling. I love just bullshit and whatever, but I felt like we were also able to to be like super intentional and um and and rooted is the best way to, to put it you know and yeah so man it was a lot of fun yeah i agree i agree i think i think even just the way that we approach it like even making jokes about therapy sometimes you know or or, or like i find myself doing that a lot too it's just like well you know my therapist warned me about dudes like you you know you guys are toxic and, and like you know finding humor not necessarily attacking but i think in a in a language that at least for me is, is like it resonates and it yeah. makes sense. You know what I mean? And so it's really, for me, that's kind of the cool part of being able to go to the pool tournaments to meet new dudes, to see new faces, guys that I'm like, to know that we're there for a good cause that are going out of their way for something, you know, uh, as you mentioned with good intentions. And so, um, yeah, something that, that was uh, very interesting as, as I've been talking to this gentleman and I'll, I'll keep it anonymous for now until we kind of go through the works of getting him set up and, working on getting his appointment right now. I'm actually really excited. I've been having some conversations with him and it's, he's got a very, very interesting story. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll be sharing more about that as this goes for right now. We want to kind of, uh, be very mindful of his journey as well and keep things kind of on the low. Um, but just know that the, it, the, the wheels are turning and we have this process kind of started. Um, one of the things that he, he did mention, um, very early on that I think really caught my attention was we had talked about therapy. He said he had never tried it before and that he was he's at a point now where he's willing he's open to it right and so but uh you and i talked about this song was he had mentioned uh to me that he had done therapy when he was younger uh for anger management uh, and it was court ordered right and i think now at the place that i'm at i realize how 
while therapy is is, is a good thing, it also it, it doesn't really do anything unless I think we're really willing or prepared for it, right? And so yeah. I kind of want to start the discussion with hearing a little bit about your story, bro. Um, we've kind of gotten into that, and I know that uh, with anger management and stuff has been something that you present in your life, and so. Um, I think there's two sides to it, which is like how it's happening at the time. And now we reflect on it and it's like, oh, this is what was really going down. And so if you kind of want to share a little bit about that with us. Yeah, dude. Um, so, I mean, you know, going going back to to when I started going to therapy, I mean, it, it really was, um, you know, it was back in those days, my high school days where, dude, I was just a fucking dick, man. I was such an asshole. <laughs> and I know I've mentioned that before on the podcast. Uh and even talked about like our first interactions, uh, you know, as friends or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> where, you know, I was just such a dick for no reason. And so, um, I mean, looking back, I, I know that was just coming from a place of hurt and pain and just um, turmoil, I think is the best way to put it. And uh, at home, I, I feel like I didn't know how to process those emotions correctly, you know, um, and, you know, with, with my family who I think, you know, we were all over the place at that time. My sisters weren't really there. So it really came down to just me and my parents, my mom, she's always been a little bit more on the emotionally intelligent side. I think that has a lot to do with her experience in overcoming cancer and through that her herself going to therapy, you know, and, and you know, you could only imagine what the fuck that was like for her. And then on the other side of the spectrum, I had my dad who, dude, it was like bulls locking horns every time we interacted. And it was just really unhealthy. It just wasn't like, you know, it's not like I was a bad kid or anything. Nonetheless, you know, the the vibes at the house were super toxic. And I think it's because we, we, are, we were all on our own little journey and, um, I can, at least for myself, I felt very resistant to meet anyone halfway. You know, I felt like, let me just do my thing. I got my shit figured out. Don't even trip. So I remember specifically, um, I had, I, I, the one thing I don't remember is not knowing whether or not I was going to be going to therapy until like, like if it was a surprise when I got picked up, picked up from school or not, like, you know what I mean? Like whether or not I knew throughout the whole day or if they picked up and they're like, hey, marker going to therapy. But I, what I do remember is being super upset and pissed off about like just very resistant to this idea because if it almost felt like uh, they were telling me that I'm fucking crazy. That's how mm -hmm. I interpreted it at the time. I interpreted it like there's something wrong with me and that you're saying that I need to be fixed. It almost felt like, like oddly enough, and I, th I think you wanted to bring this up later, but like almost as if like a religion's being pushed on you and you're just like, get that shit away from me. To me, right. therapy wasn't even a real thing. It was this like, like fucking voodoo type shit. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, long story short, man, I mean, I went and I mean, I'm not going to lie. My, my uh, psychologist was also like super hot. So I was like, okay, like, you know, like I, I could keep coming back. I guess I'll make it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, and 
that also speaks to a toxic part of of our masculinity in that sense yeah, of like oh that made it okay you know right right um nonetheless you know um through that it, it really was a positive experience for me where i mean whether it came from a toxic place or not like i allowed myself to let my defenses down and dude within a few sessions like we really started getting deep into some shit like where I, I really was, I mean, I wasn't able to like make a fucking full turnaround. I was still like a child, you know, with like raging hormones. And so like for me, really what I learned through that, and there was only a few months that I was going, I think more than anything, I was able to at least understand that therapy was fucking pretty dope. Like, you know, it was almost that sense of, like, dang, like this actually, it feels good to talk to people. And so that was my sophomore year in high school. And then my next dose of, of I guess, a therapy or counseling type of um, environment that I was put in was my senior year at school. It's very interesting. At school, we had a, a psychologist and she, she didn't do one-on-one -on -one therapy, but she did group counseling. And she had an anger management class. And so at, at that time, you know, I was still dealing with my anger issues. Like I wasn't, I don't think I was as bad as I was, but I also remember my senior year, I, I was, there was some shit that I was like, I, I, um, you know, just conflicts at school that I was having, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. But it was like, it was group sessions. But there were group sessions. Okay. How many and, other were you? Uh, it was like seven of us. Oh shit. Okay. okay. So it was, it was a good amount of us. And, and I think going into that, um, it felt because I actually, I actually signed up for it. I spoke, I spoke with, uh, the, the counselor there cause I already had a good relationship with her. And I'm like, I still, I, I, I don't think I was actively angry or anything, but it, I felt a lot at that time. And I'm just like, fuck, like, why do I always resort to getting pissed off? And so I was able to sign up. But there were other people there that they it was a requirement for them because they were already fucking um like balls deep in, in shit essentially yeah. you know so that one that one was willingly that one was willingly yeah. that by that time i felt much more open to it like and really it came down to like i i i was able to at least get enough tools for myself to at least be able to recognize and assess like yo you're not okay. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're yeah. not, you need to seek help. And so at least that was the beginnings of it for me. Um, but I mean, there, there was a big curve from fucking really looking at this from a very stigmatized point of view to now seeing it as a, as a true resource for myself. Um, and funny enough, I was actually like super into religion at that time. So I don't know if there was a correlation between yeah. like, between being more comfortable and being vulnerable around other people gotcha. you know how how uh did you talk about this like how how comfortable were you with navigating you going through the anger management classes and like was that something that you were doing low key or was you felt like you were able to take all this that you were learning in class and incorporate it to the day-to-day -day life or did you feel like you were living like a whole life so funny enough dude I so like I said, I was actually able to incorporate it. One That's of the cool. things that I, I did that Lenting season is I gave up cussing. I gave up cussing. The, the, I mean, and I slipped up like, you know, 
but it's very interesting where and maybe it was just the mindset i don't think cussing is a, a problem right but i do i do feel like because i had to practice discipline in my brain what i was thinking and how i was communicating it taking out those cuss words a lot of times like the cuss words were there to fuel the aggression or like my 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 ability to to um you know express aggression in some way shape or form but when i was forced to kind of like wait like i need to filter these out and i need to be very intentional it almost felt like I was also filtering out certain toxic, maybe aggressive things I was feeling at that moment. Mm. And maybe, and I, you know, this is speculation, but I almost feel like it allowed me to better communicate what I was actually trying to say. Okay. You know, um, funny enough, I actually remember towards the end of my senior year, around the end of Lent, like April, like April, early May, I remember I was, I was, um, I, I, I was in, a, in weight training class and I, I actually took it with, uh, with our homie Stinky, Stinky. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's an anonymous name. <laughs> and so, um, so I, you know, I was, um, I was doing, uh, like the jump rope. It was like the last 10 minutes of class. Like, let me just do some cardio. Right. And there was this kid, dude, like little Cholito. Like I never really like, met, like spoke with him or anything. Um, but like, you know, he would always be around a little skinny kid too. So for me, it's like. I don't, you know, I'm just doing my thing. And so I'm jump roping and he walked right in front of me. Like, I think he thought I was going to stop, but I'm like, I mean, I'm doing my thing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, you know, engage in anything either. And so dude, he just walks right into my jump rope and I hit him once I hit him again, but I kept going, dude. I'm kind of like, get the fuck out of my way, dude. And dude, like this kid like comes right up in my face. And dude, it, it was almost one of those like, you know, like yeah, yeah, dogs yeah. are like our bots of log jaws and shit. And like, I just remember like, I looked at him in the eyes for like three seconds and I looked, I looked at stink and I'm like, get him off me, dude. Like I get him off. Right. I didn't even look at him. And he actually told me after that, cause I stink. He's also been on that end of my aggression too. <laughs> and, and he told me, he's like, dude, like, I'm super proud of you. Like. I, I honestly was like, fuck, this shit's about to go down. And I remember thinking like, or he told me, he's like, that those counseling sessions are really working, huh? How did that feel? Um, dude, it felt great. And on top of that, though, I also felt that was two weeks or a few weeks before graduation. So I also didn't want to put myself in a situation <laughs> where I wasn't going to be able to walk. Right, you know? right, right. Uh, but it didn't feel difficult. Like, you know, and maybe because I had so much incentive to, you know, react more exactly, appropriately. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think all, but I think all of it helped. I don't, I mean, because if, if I didn't have that fundamental base of being able to help myself, I like, I can't just use the crutch of I'm going to graduate in two weeks. Cause guess what? That's temporary. That's yeah. a temporary, um, like thing. Once that happens, what am I going to lean on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I well, think and, I think, and I think there's also the other side of it is like, you don't graduate, but you somehow make it through, right? Like you, you're able to somehow like make up classes another year, whatever, right? But like, like you realize that it's not the end of the world, even if there's a struggle. And I, and, I, and I feel like what ends up happening is instead of us actually pushing ourselves to do better, we almost are like, oh, we can push this a little further. Yeah, and we can push this a little further. And I think something very important with what you mentioned is like, I think those are those breaking points, bro, where, where it like, it further reinforces, I think, and it gives us those small victories of like, 
oh, okay. Okay. Like this shit's good. This shit's good for me. It's giving me good tools and good benefits, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, and it helped to have someone like Stink there because he gave me my props. He exactly. validated me. And know? that's what I was going to say. And, and I feel, I think that's part of the, 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 the process, part of the journey, part of the, 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 the part that gets difficult is that I think as men, we have a hard time holding ourselves accountable at really uh, acknowledging sometimes even the damage that we're causing ourselves and the people around us because we've never been heard. We've never been validated. And so um, I feel like that's kind of, and I can resonate with that because I feel like that's kind of happened with me where it was like the first time going out of therapy, like you mentioned, you were kind of like you, what was happening is like your inner child was kind of like, wasn't heard, right? Wasn't, mm -hmm. wasn't being given that attention. And instead of them saying, Hey son, what can we do to help you? They went, son, you have a fucking problem. And it was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Right. But, 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 but through that, once you stepped into therapy and like this person all of a sudden made you feel seen and it was like, Whoa, right. Like you, we couldn't see the guilt of the things that we we're doing. And so I feel like the first time around, that's kind of what happened for me too, where I felt like, Whoa, someone's listening to me. Someone's acknowledging yeah. me. And then the second time around, it was like, Oh, now I'm hurting others. Like I was able to give a little bit of that love to me, get that acknowledgement and feel seen and to realize also like how much value I bring to the table. Cause I feel like that was a big part of it too, is I didn't realize how much damage I was causing to other people because I didn't think I was worthy. I didn't think I was like, like, what the fuck? Nobody cares what I've done. And it's like, no, dude, pe people care about you and you're hurting them and you don't even realize it because you're you're so beat up, you know? Um, and so, yeah, so I feel like as you mentioned that and I think about you being acknowledged like that, that further reinforces that willingness to just like, whoa, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, did you eventually stop going? Well, yeah, but it ended. Oh, like, that's it, right. It, it, school, it, huh? Yeah, it just ended. Um, but funny enough, dude, like me and all the people in that in that class, like we we didn't keep hella tight. But like, I remember there was times like, well, my little I call her my little cousin. She was in that class too, and she had gotten in the fight at some point. And but I remember I went like, I I was kind of going to see what the fuck was going on. And one of the people from our group pulled her out. Oh, like, wow. So it was real dope seeing that sense of like community being built amongst us. And, and even after that, even after that, I, you know, I would see them, I would see the, like, you know, people randomly, even like some like uh, community college just from afar, you know, and it was always like, Hey, what's up? Like, how are you doing? Like, you know, and you just kind of keep going, but always good vibes for sure. Um, uh, and, and I think it was a huge privilege to have been a part of that. Cause I mean, that was at school, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how many schools actually do that. I don't know if that's a normal thing, but it felt, it felt, it felt special. And I think it, it brings up another good point, which is the resonating, which we've mentioned before, which I think sometimes that can be just as impactful, you know, not, not only, not only the one-on-one -on -one to really, you know, get to know ourselves. And I think discomfort that comes from it, but sometimes even just being in a space with, I mean, similar to like the shit we're doing now where it's like, you're just, just being in a space with other people that, that, you know, understand a lot of shit that we don't even need to talk about. Cause we get it. Yeah. You know, um, I think that is just as impactful as sitting down with a therapist and talking about the stuff we're going to, you know, knowing that we're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I most definitely do And, and so, you know, so yeah, I mean, I, I really do feel like, e even though there was a lot of that resentment in the beginning, you know, I, I was also super blessed that the first person that fell into my lap um, was was 
a great fucking therapist, you know, or yeah. maybe the lap I fell onto. I think that'd be a better way to put it. Because I, I mean, I know for I've heard of from other people, and I've had experiences where, you know, I, I meet a therapist, and I'm just like, yo, I'm just not vibing with them, you know. Right. And and for some, like you know, for a lot of people, it is a struggle to to find that person, you know. Um, but yeah, dude, I kind of want to hear more from from your point of view, dude. Like, yeah, your your beginnings on therapy, and, and just kind well, of how that growth <clears throat> has been. Yeah. So, and it's interesting because because it's kind of to start it is like similar to you where I kind of did do a little bit of shopping around in the beginning um, when I actually, you know, was ready to take that jump. But that was actually one of the things that I'm glad you brought up because before I get into it, like it's so new to us that I think it's important to understand that it's so uncomfortable to do to begin with. And there's a process of it that is really just finding someone that you click with. You know, and, and, and like, that's a normal thing just because we're unfamiliar with therapy. We're unfamiliar with how it works, the process of it, um, just how important it is to connect with someone that like, it is possible that you meet a therapist that you just don't vibe with, you know, that you just don't click with them. And so, um, but for me, therapy, dude, therapy growing up was not a thing, you know, um, it was for crazy people. Like there wasn't even in high school, anything like that. Like there was a lot of physical abuse, um, to make me stronger type of thing. Like, like. I say it came from a place of love in a sense of that's how it was justified in the home. Right. Like, cause I, cause I also know that, I, and I want to be very mindful. Like I hear stories about people that like they've gone through some shit and it's like, it was just abuse for the fuck of it, you know? And it was like, in my case, it was the intention that, that was played out in my head was like, these are things that are good for you. You know, this is how we're taught discipline, which it's not discipline. It's punishment, right? Like those are two very different things. And so, I just kind of grew up with that, with that mindset, with, with, with how things were supposed to be. Um, I've mentioned a lot about bouncing around from schools. And so kind of the outgoing personality was a big part of how I would try to make friends and try to get people to like me. And it was almost like I was always so afraid of being bullied that it was my way of trying to get people to like me quickly before they started picking on me. Right. And through that, I would find myself a lot of times once I'd find the target of who they were picking on, I would hop on the wagon with them. And like, that's so fucked up for now of me to say, but it was like, for me, it was like, well, if we're picking on, on Sant, I'd rather get on it with them than me be the fucking butt of the joke. Yeah. You know? And it was like, I, I don't really, I don't want to do this to Sant, but I, I just, I got to look out for me. And, and so there was all this shit that I didn't, I was really just trying to protect myself. And I was so broken, not acknowledging a lot of the shit that I was doing. And so, um, Therapy really never came into question for me until about maybe four years ago. Um, and I always thought it was some for crazy people. And it actually took uh, a breakup for me where, uh, you know, this woman was always telling me, like, you should go to therapy, you should go to therapy. And I was so stuck on my ways that I, I, I remember still, like, almost upset at her because I would try to vent to her about stuff. And it was like, well, you should see a therapist. They could help you. And. And my frustration was like, why the fuck would I go to a therapist when I'm trying to talk to you right now? Like, yeah. and, and almost this sense in my head of like, maybe this person isn't for me, you know, because yeah. clearly they're not there for me. But it was like the privileged place that I was in of just like, what the heck? But now looking back, I was like, brother, you were looking for a mom. You weren't looking for a girlfriend. Like you weren't ready to step up for yourself, you know? And these are things that I've learned now, but at that time. Um, so I end up making my appointment. But even then, bro, that those first initial 
like phone calls that I had with with different therapists. Like the very first one that I talked to, she was uh, she was actually she was a white lady, and she was like, okay, you know, first of all, like you should be proud of yourself for being here and blah blah. blah. But it was like n- now I'm pre- I'm prepared for that conversation. But like, dude, at that time when she was talking to me like that, like I just felt like. I'm not a fucking kid. Like I'm a grown ass. Like I felt like I was so grown. Like, like you think, you know, what the fuck are you doing talking to me like this? And she was just like, well, how do you feel? Like, you know, if you had to put your feelings from like one to 10, how upset? And I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like in my head, I'm just like, dude, this shit isn't the problem. Like the problem is my relationship. The problem is that she's not listening to like, I had so many excuses for everything that was going on. It was so against it. And Um, you know, and it does sound like there's a lot of insecurity in that. Absolutely. Yet at the same time, at the same time, like, you know, that's a style of there that you just weren't vibing with. That exactly. That's not what you needed. And and I do think like not like of course there's responsibility on your end, but there is also a job on the psychologist, person this the psychologist to meet you where you're at. Right. Like that's right. what they're trained to do. Right. And sure. and so, and like I'm saying that to also validate. Because I'm sure there's maybe other people that have felt that way. Like there is validation in that, in the sense that maybe there is a cultural disconnect. Absolutely. Because because I'm sure you you know you're getting to somewhere right where right right where someone spoke to you and it wasn't like you know how much does it hurt from a one to ten like you know yeah for sure for sure because and to your point like I feel that now if someone asked me like hey, hey what was your high and low today oh fuck yeah dude like my high today was this my low was that. But at that time, you asked that to me, and it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this is corny. Like, I don't want to talk about this shit. This, this is quote-unquote gay. Like, I don't want to do this, right? And so um, I ended up meeting uh, my therapist, who's actually my therapist to this day. And, uh, bro, I just – I had the conversation. And it's so interesting, though, because even then, like I said, I had to be very honest with myself. And I looked back, and I realized that I was going to therapy to be better, but I was still very much thinking about the person that I was with. Mm. And so it was like, even though – it was good that I was doing this for someone at the end of the day. Like I had to be honest with myself now and realize like that wasn't, that wasn't the best intention. Like I had to do it for me, you know, cause I was only going to be 10. Cause then again, then it's resentment. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also why a lot of times as men, we struggle is because it's like, we feel like we're trying to be better men for our families, which to a certain extent is true, but it's like, we have to do for us. They're going to get the fruit of it. We have to do for us though. Like, putting ourselves first part of those pressures those stigmas all that stuff that's been put on us is is like us having to do for somebody else right being the provider being the problem solver like all these pressures and so now the thought of fixing ourselves or being better i wouldn't even say fixing but just being in a better place and doing some healing and some growth not for us but for for somebody else like it kind of builds a lot more resentment too you know and so um yeah that first time around i don't think i i, I definitely don't think i was in the right place i'm still glad that i did it um i, I learned a lot about myself um, I think I, I, and you kind of mentioned this earlier, but I feel like there was a part of me where therapy was a place of comfort where I just was like, I just felt like I was heard. I felt like I was somewhere safe where I could be me. Like I wasn't thinking about all the damage that I had done and everything. It was just like, I just want to be a fucking somewhere where someone listens to me where someone makes me feel understood where someone makes me feel like what I have to say is valid, not necessarily right, but it's valid. Like they totally understand that. Like, Oh wow. I can see where you're coming from. And it was like, Oh, I never had that ever. And then I feel like then there was a phase of therapy where it was like, all right, cool. Now let's get uncomfortable. Now let's dig. Now let's fucking push ourselves. Now let's step back a little bit. Now let's move forward. Right. Because I think that's also, it's like, you also don't, I didn't want to sit and just 
think about everything behind me all the time, you know? And so, um, yeah, I took a break from it, stepped away. And then I think maybe about two years ago was when just on my own, bro, like I just got caught up in these cycles again. And I realized like, you know what? I, I, I think like when you went to the first time too, where it was like, it kind of clicked that I was like, I remember going to therapy and there was, there was something there that felt really good, you know, and maybe I didn't do it in the best way, but like there was something there that I really liked about. And, and I think it was very different. And that's also part of the reason why I didn't know how to handle it because it was something so new. And I, I mean, like I, I was hiding it when I started going to therapy too. Like my family didn't know. And like when I would have Julian, I would actually tell my dad if he could help me watch him because I was going to go do a side job. Mm, oh, so, yeah, bro. Like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do a side job on Saturday. Like, because I would do my session Saturday morning. Okay. So I would tell my dad, like, hey, I'm going to go do a side job. Like, can you watch Julian? Oh, yeah, sure. And like, no bullshit, dude. The sessions were like 45 minutes to an hour. I would go drop Julian off. I'd go to the session and then I would just chill for like two, three hours and then go pick him up. Because I was like, dude, I can't show up in like yeah, an hour. Yeah. What job are you doing? Yeah. No. And so, um, yeah, I was like, I can't fucking tell them. And then, like, I don't want them to think that I'm, like, trying to kill myself. And I'm not discrediting that, but it's just, like, there's there's also this other, like, zero to a thousand where it's, like, therapies for people that are fucking crazy that are, like, on the edge of killing themselves. And it's like, no, like, the gym's not just for people that are super strong and muscular. Like, anybody can go to the gym and just do something good for themselves physically. It's the same shit. Like, no matter where you're at, where the spectrum is on how much of it, like, there's not a wrong time to go to therapy. And so I, I didn't want to... I think I had a lot of weight already trying to figure my own stuff out that I wasn't ready to deal with my family with it, which is kind of unfortunate, right? Because you talk about having a, a support system and it was like, I didn't, I didn't have it. And I also think I had it, but I due to the earlier parts of my childhood, I thought I didn't have, it. like I assumed a lot of it. Cause the truth is like now I tell my family and it's like, they're there, they really are there. But, you know, they made their mistakes growing up that unfortunately made me think that they weren't going to be there if I told them, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah. So then it turned into like me making the call and being like, all right, cool. I'm just going to go to therapy and check it out and be honest with myself and get to know myself a lot more. And I feel like being validated on a lot that I was saying, I feel like really gave me the confidence to start being myself, you know, to start doing things with better intentions, um, just to be more at peace, to be more at peace. Um and and learning ultimately that and this is where we go back to now helping somebody out that it's when we're ready you know yeah. i think that's why we, we we had just we had talked a little bit about this about kind of giving that money out to somebody that wanted to try it and then we kind of took that back and realized like you know what no because as much as we are trying to help we know that it takes it takes being mentally prepared for it at least being in the right mindset for a therapy to really be be productive yeah. you know to be impactful and being that we have a whole community that's essentially putting their trust into you and me that, we, that we're doing something good with this it's like i could not let our community down you know and, and not that not that it's wrong to let someone that wants to go to therapy just for shits and giggles but at the same time and when we're talking about the effort that we're all putting in to create some serious impact we want to help someone we also want to know the person we're helping is actually in a place where they're helping themselves you yeah. know and I guess we, I feel like I can, I can speak for that now because of what I've gone through, because I realized that I've tried therapy for a woman. I tried therapy because I just wanted, I wanted to be forgiven for my mistakes and me just saying that I was going to therapy is like, Oh, Oh yeah, I forgive you. He's going to therapy now. But it's like, I'm, I'm really just going, I'm just in yeah. that fucking room for, for the fuck of it, you know? And, and then now it's like, no, I, I go to therapy. Like, and I, and I 
say it proudly and I go every two weeks and whether I have a good week or a bad week, I still go, you know? And it's so interesting because my therapist always asks me, she's like, so what do you want to do? Like, do you want to take a month off? Do you want to? And I'm like, no, like, I don't like, I I like this. And if I can right now, you know, like, again, for me, I look at it, what, what I feel as men, we, we probably can relate to and understand more from like a physical going to the gym. It's like, it's the same shit, right? Like you don't go to the gym and then you have a good fucking workout and then go like, all right, cool. Like I'll be back in three weeks. And it's like, no, I mean, not that people don't do that, but it's like when you're really in it and you, you're you're finding pleasure in this and you're seeing how much this benefits your life, it's actually quite the opposite. Like, you know, like then you start getting involved with, with the diets and then you want to challenge yourself a little more and then you want to learn more about workouts and then you want to meet people that are also working out because you want to build your own community with that. And I feel like that's what's happened with me with therapy where I'm like, all right, this is cool. And then to meet people that are on similar mindsets, I'm like, dope, we're on the same page. Let me find some books that are going to help me with this kind of stuff. And it's like, I find this to be like a positive hobby now in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it keeps me grounded, dude. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, and like back to what you were saying about, you know, oh, well, when I first went, it wasn't like that, like the healthiest of intention. I mean, same with me, dude. Like, yeah, but I, but I think that also speaks to power when you find someone who, who can meet you where you're at. Right. Because even if you're not there a hundred percent, there's your subconscious is telling you this is good for you. Like right. you found somebody that's good and you know, like, and, and it makes you curious to, to continue that journey at some point, some way, somehow. Cause I mean, even <clears throat> like I said, like I've gone through periods where I'm shopping around and I've had like those, <laughs> those like, how are you feeling from a one to 10? Like, <laughs> And it's like, yeah, like, don't fucking talk to me, like <laughs> yeah. that, you know, right, like, right, and right. even with me knowing that this is good for me, like it, it I still am kind of like, this just isn't happening for yeah. me, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so, I mean, I think you, the, the spectrum of feelings, like, I mean, every, everyone's capable of feeling those things, including vibing with that person, even if you're not there for the best of reasons, you right. know, right. even if it's like, you know, like. It could be court ordered or it could be to save your fucking marriage or it could be whatever, you know, but at, at the end of the day, like there's a connection that will make the, that'll make the, the, the wheels move a little bit, you know? And so, yeah, yeah. so I think there's power in that. I think there's definitely power in, in, you know, being a good psychologist. So shout out to all of our psychologists out there that are, that are killing it. I mean, I don't know if they're listening to this <laughs> podcast, but still, yeah, maybe man. Maybe guinea pigs for them they're like i don't know maybe they, i don't know sometimes i think about that too and i'm like hey maybe we could be an example of like help them out of like how this shit works or doesn't or even the approaches like i because i do think man like it takes it takes a lot of skill and not just skill it takes a lot of self-love yeah like it takes a lot of self-love to be able to have to come from a good place and to have space for others like that like bro i can't even imagine you know um and even to further validate it um like you gotta, we have to remember we've been, you know, most of us are in our twenties, thirties, forties, whatever. Maybe we got some teens out there that are listening to us, but it's like, we have to remember we've been doing these things for those many years. One session of therapy, even if it feels good and there's a good intention and subconsciously our mind is telling us like, Whoa, we love this. There's been a long time of a very different mindset so it's going to take a while. You know, a lot of that is going to be very valid where we're going to go, well, 
this feels good, but I don't know if I trust this. You know, I don't mm. know if I really if this is really good for me because at some point this shit's gonna fall apart. Yeah, you know? and, and even that I find very interesting too because I think as we've continued on in our journey, now we reflect on that like we are right now about the first time we go to therapy and it's like, damn, that's crazy how deeply ingrained it was that we thought that shit was so weird. But it, but without knowing, dude, like for both of us, it planted a seed. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Most definitely, bro. I mean, and I, I kind of, I kind of want to. You, you had mentioned before we got on. You kind of want to talk about religion, so I kind of want to make a segue into that because I, I honestly feel like, for many people that maybe um, don't feel ready to go to therapy, don't want to, whatever, it's not their thing. Yeah. I mean, religion for a lot of people is that thing. It mm-hmm. is that way of like, well, that's my way of meditating. That's my there. that's my way of, you know, like leaning on something, whatever, whatever. And you know what? Like, I, I think that's true. Like, I think, I mean, I, I also don't think that you can't couple that with therapy. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I think, I think you could have two things and, and, and have even more tools in your, in, you know, on your, on your tool belt. But, you know, nonetheless, I, I feel like, you know, since you can, I mean, since the beginning of history, religion has been a thing. And I really do feel that it comes from a place of like, as a human, you, you want to learn truth, you know, you want to learn like purpose, you, you want to feel that sense of motivation. And I think, I think it's supernatural to, to be in that state of mind, you know, um, I mean, I also have other thoughts like, you know, like I definitely feel very spiritual to my Catholicism, you know, um, I definitely, I like Jesus, the, the human, the man, like I, he's like one of my heroes, dude. Like, um, I, I look up to him. Like I look up to any one of like our recent, like civil revolutionaries from the recent past who I also like look up to their values and, and the, and the shit yeah. that do their actions and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, even deeper, the spirituality of it, the prayer, the, the sense of, you know, um, you know, I guess calmness in a, in a sense, I, I think all of that, you know, I mean, it's pretty much like you're meditating, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't pray often. I will say that. Like, I I don't pray often. I have been in, in moments in my life where I go deep into prayer and, um, and I do feel like there, there, there's a lot of healing that takes place in that. Um, however, I also feel like religion, like, I mean, we're men, we're, we're human beings. We're fucking sinners. We are not perfect. So with that being said, there is also, I think sometimes, you know, a sense of being misguided, you know, I think, you know, for, for, for all intents and purposes of this conversation, I mean, sometimes I felt like, you know, priests or like super holy people. I mean, they're pretty much like counselors, but they just don't maybe always yeah. have the best way of going about things, which whatever, I mean, like I mean, some are better than others. <laughs> yeah. You talk, you talk about like having a place where you go and get to confess and talk about the mistakes that you've made yeah. and like release all that stuff. And it's like, Oh, you mean therapy? It's like, no, that's confession. It's like, Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah and and yeah yeah that's an interesting one i think um for me i mean at the end of the day at the end of the day bro it's all about values right and and for me it's it's about character it's about values and so if whatever 
religion, whatever your, your faith is, if that makes you a good person, if it makes you uncomfortable in a good way that you're growing as an individual um, to be impactful for yourself and your family and the people around you, um, by all means, you know. Um, now, my personal opinion, um, it, it's a coping mechanism. You know, I think I think there's a big part of it that's just a coping mechanism to things that we don't understand. And I personally have found, at least from the, a lot of the conversations that I've had, and I've been very lucky and very blessed that I've been able to have conversations with pastors where I've just been very honest. You know, um, there's there was one specifically where I talked about we were talking about um, he's a Christian pastor and very cool guy, man. I was just very honest with him and like from a place of love. Right. Like and I told him from the beginning, like this is not about who's right or who's wrong. But like I just have a lot of questions. Like, there's a lot of things that intrigue me a lot, you know, mm. um, I said, because I feel like you're a very good person. Like you just came and say hi to me and you're a good dude. And I feel like I'm a good dude. And like, I don't know. And. And I even I went as far as to say, like, I'm open to the fact that me that maybe this whole God thing is just is bullshit and you happen to believe it. But that's what makes you a good person. Right. Or I'm even open to the fact that maybe I'm already doing his work and I don't even know it. Right. Like I'm over here like, damn, I don't even realize how much closer I am to my religion. And he created me. He loves me. And I'm already doing this. And I don't even know. And I'm going to look back and be like, whoa, like I'm. I'm so open. My heart and my mind is so open to both of those ideas. You know, I yeah. said, so that's why I ask questions. That's why I'm being my most authentic self when I ask these questions. And so like one of the things that he brought up was, I can't, I can't remember what he called it, but he basically was like, um, he's like, you know, I'm still human. Like I, I still have moments where even as a pastor, like I don't want to talk to people. I get irritated or I get frustrated, you know? And he's like, but God loves me. And like, God has demonstrated to me that, um, these are things that are okay and I can just handle them in a better way. Yeah. And I, and, and I do it and I, bro, and I told him straight up, I said, look, I love that. And I'm going to be real honest with you. To me, that's shadow work. Like that's just creating a safe space for my demons, for all my ugly, for my dark side. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, I'm just curious if maybe I just found another way to explain the same thing that you have. And it works for both of us. Yeah. You know? um, I think the more work that I've done on myself too, and this is in my personal like journey, there are a lot of things that I felt like I was very like, oh, well, I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. And, I, and my faith is there. And I do feel very blessed about a lot of things. But I'm also going to be honest, bro. I feel like I've manifested a lot of this stuff. Hmm. Like I've put in work on a lot of things that I'm like, these things didn't fall out of the sky. You know, and I'm grateful that I've held on to great values. A lot of values that I have tied to Catholicism that I grew up with a lot of values that I also wanted to leave back as a childhood. Cause I also didn't agree with the fact that Sunday we showed up as a Holy family and all these great stuff. And then Monday through Saturday, it was like a totally different lifestyle at home, you know? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's very interesting. What I, what I wanted to bring up about, about, about religion was, um, and, and shout out to my boy DJ before I get started. Cause my boy DJ posted something today about, uh, I, I saw that. That shit was fun. Yeah, it was savage, bro. So, so, so I was just let me just pop it up real quick before I forget. So he posted something saying, "You're more likely to go to hell for hitting your child than you are from not hitting them." But y'all hardcore Christians are not ready for that conversation. Which yeah, you know, my, my my boy, my boy went in hard today. He was definitely he, he chose violence this morning. He did choose. <laughs> I love him Tuesday, dog. I know, and I love him for that. Damn. It was like seven a.m. and I'm like, God damn, my guy. <laughs> you know, and but, one thing I wanted to say right now, when you were talking about values and tying this to what he oh, said, yeah, yeah, 
I definitely feel like one thing that I've, as of late, um, for a really long time, I always thought about values. What are my values? What are my values? But dude, in the last few months, man, I, I really started to reframe that. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we can all talk about values. What are actions that I yeah. want to see like that? You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think something like there are people who I've talked to that I don't agree with certain things that they believe in, yet we have the same values. But then I notice when it comes down to action, there that's where the difference falls. Absolutely. We may have the same values, but the way that we enact them ultimately like end up being completely different, you know? And so, and I mean, that tying back to, to what DJ put, like that's literally a perfect example of that. Yeah. And so, yes, and that's a great point. And I actually, uh, that reminds me of uh, Jay Shetty, Think Like a Monk. Um, I can't remember what the term was that he did, but there was an exercise that's in the book that I actually ended up doing, which was very eye-opening for me because it it basically talks about what are your values and what do you spend your time doing, mm, right? And it was yeah. like for me, for me, and this was a big wake-up call for me, right? I read it about maybe like a year and a half ago, a year ago, and 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 I remember it was like, what are your values, right? And it was like, now looking back, I think it was also just out of habit, right? What is your value of family? family you know my son like where right like all these things that i valued right like being honest being loyal stuff like that right and it's okay cool that's what you and then it was like what do you spend your time doing and it was like holy shit i haven't seen my family in like three months like here i am lying about the shit that i said i was supposed to be doing and i haven't and it was like if i look at to your point if i look at what i quote unquote are my values that i believe in but where my actions are and what i'm doing they're not aligning you know, and I had to do a hard look in the mirror and be like, hey, bro, it's OK. It's OK. We're already moving forward. We're, we're doing we're making progress here because we have the awareness to understand that what we're doing and the values that we so-called believe in are not lining up. And that's OK. So now we know what we need to work on. Let's put those together. Let's actually look at what these values are that we really do give a fuck about, that we're not just saying to say them. And then let's start working on putting these actions and and make, you know, bringing them closer together. Because uh, that's what it's about. And, and again, yeah. we talk about punishment and discipline. Let's. Let, this isn't a punishment. It, it is what it is. You figured the two things out. Let's be disciplined and let's start putting these things together. You know. Um, so with that, like, okay, so this is this was the part, dude, where like I had to start doing a little bit of research because for me it got very interesting. We talk about values. You talk about how we do this, and I guess the part that, and mind you, this isn't about right or wrong, but there's something that I found very interesting with all this because I ended up getting a message about. Someone mentioned uh, a proverb, which was, um, let me pop it up right here real quick. It was proverb, Proverbs 1324, right? Which says, he who withholds the rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him, disciplines and trains him uh, diligently and appropriately right so basically this person said uh he's wrong he's wrong because as because as christians as hardcore christians in proverbs 13 uh 13 24 it says that he who withholds a rod hates his son but he who loves him disciplines and trains him dil- uh diligently and appropriately so that right away i was like oh shit like that makes sense the way that it's being said right what i found very interesting to that is like when i read that i look at you talk about uh, using the, the rod, right? When you, when you, when I think of a, of a shepherd leading his sheep, 
that's what that rod to me that's what it represents mm-hmm. right so the way i interpret that was like okay so basically what it's saying is if you don't guide your children in the right direction that's you not loving your children which i agree with a hundred percent right but but interesting how when it comes to like the spanking which is something that, that, that i know that dj was trying to get to is like how even those same words and those same values are now are, can be interpreted as like literally having to hit your kids in order to discipline them, mm-hmm. right? And so then, then this question popped up about like, well, we shouldn't interpret the Bible. It should be taken very literal. Mm-hmm. Which I, also think, <laughs> okay. I don't know about that. We, we saw, well, well, then again, and then I also found that interesting because I'm like, well, so what you're saying is if we're taking that literally, are you saying every Christian owns a rod in their home in their home? And if they don't, they don't love their kids? Because I'm almost positive that's not what they're actually reading. Like this is a this is a um like it was a form of expression the way that it was said, you know? Yeah. Um furthermore, with that, like this whole uh thing about um uh discipline um diligently, right? And so diligently, like with care, right? Doing something mm-hmm. with care, something with intention, with the coming yeah. from a place of love. And I'm like, okay, well, hitting our kids and somehow teaching, like, that doesn't make any sense. And then we look at, I looked at, like, discipline, and I thought about discipline. I'm like, okay, we're talking about disciplining our children here now from a positive place. And it really clicked that I'm like, that is so interesting that what a lot of us believe is discipline is really punishment, right? Because discipline is positive, right? Discipline is something that brings us closer, dude. Like, it brings us closer to ourselves and to the people around us, like that's how you restore love. You know, discipline is having to get up on time to go to work. Discipline is taking care of yourself physically, taking care of yourself mentally, doing the things that we need to do for ourselves that are good, even when we don't want to do them. Yeah, developing that's that integrity. Yeah, That's discipline. Punishment is the, those consequences to the things that we've done, feeling like you should be oppressed for things that have happened in your life. Like, And so, and, and, and you hear that so much too right where it's like oh kids nowadays are not disciplined it's like well they're you're what you're really trying to say is you want them to be punished you don't want them to be disciplined to where they grow up to love themselves and to build these relationships and because we're not doing that for them and so i guess all that to say that i just found it very interesting that even for people that are very very focused to religion like i look at it from a mental health from from a from a childhood trauma point of view and i'm like even when we are so damaged Without doing our own work, we can interpret those same words in a way that'll justify our actions about spanking our children instead of taking it for a more healthy place. Because to me, I was like, that didn't even cross my mind. Like, I didn't even look at that and think like, oh, yeah, if you don't hit your kids, you don't love them. I'm like, no, to me, that says guide them in the right direction. Yeah, like it's still like, oh, that's a solid. Yeah, like I'm like, I agree. Uh, But it's like, that's crazy that the interpretation gets flipped a total 180. And I'm like, but that has nothing to do with the religion, man. Like that has everything to do with you understanding that like, we need to heal from our things to be able to see these things from a healthier place, you know, like, and, and, and one thing that I really learned, and I'll end it with this because this is the, this was the biggest thing that I realized I've learned right now, bro, is that I'm so grateful that I've gone through the discomfort that I've had to go through and that I've had supported people like yourself, um, like DJ, right? Like E, um, Q, all these people around me that have been so loving that have been so supportive that like, I realize that I'm, I'm actually not in a place where I don't hit Julian because I, because you can't, because you shouldn't. I don't want to. I don't need to. Yeah. Right? Like now thinking about it, I'm like, oh, should I or not? Because, well, what is what does Instagram say? It's like, no, 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 no. I'm not in a place anymore where I'm doing it because 
I'm being told it's wrong. I'm doing it because I actually understand that it's like, I don't want to hit my kid. I don't need to do any of that stuff anymore. Do I still get angry? Fuck yeah, I do. Do I get thoughts of wanting to punch him in the throat? Absolutely. You know, like th- th- those are still things where sometimes I'm just like, Jesus Christ, Julian. But those are my things now that I can take away from having to bring that into the in, in, into our relationship, into the relationship that I have with my son. But it didn't come from just being constantly told, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, you know? And I think that can translate to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to therapy, like talk, let's talk about, like you talk about drinking and driving. It's like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Like we've been hearing that shit for the longest time. But unless we're in a place where we start loving ourselves, we start giving ourselves that love and attention and start getting uncomfortable for good reasons for ourselves, it's kind of hard to step away from those things and to really see them. You know, um, it's been different for me not to drink as much as I used to and not because people are telling me not to. It's just like, man, I'm putting so much work into myself. Like, I don't feel like getting fucking hammered every day. I just don't, yeah. you know? So, yeah, I, again, it, it was, it's, again, it's not a right or wrong thing. It, it's just for me, it was just very interesting how even what, and I haven't dug enough into it, but I'm like, if this is just one book, why do we have all these different religions? Like, why? How are we supposedly interpreting all this information in very different ways? And and I don't know. That whole thing is like, it's a lot. It's a and lot. It, and I think, that's where, I think that's where human flaw enters the conversation. Like, I that's where I honestly don't feel like religion is the problem. It's the fucking people. Yeah, like, no, for sure. You know, and I'm, whatever. Like, and I'm not even talking about this person specifically. But like, I mean, you know, <laughs> I feel like if, if you're not willing to at least have a conversation as to what the what the word means, I mean, that, that can be a problem, dude. Like, and, and that could be said about anything, religion, belief systems, values, actions, you know, so on and so forth. You know, if, if we're not open to another way of thinking, then i think i think that's where where a lot of problems come up you know a, f- a few weeks ago i was at a i was at an extended family gathering and um you know it's towards the end of the night you know we're, we're all kind of tipsy doing our thing mm-hmm. point being uh one an older gentleman starts talking about religion and he was like a hardcore christian and <clears throat> whatever we, we we start getting into it you know and and it, it was like overall fairly positive but it was so interesting how like they, they you know they were just hardcore about like the the belief that you know the only way you get into heaven is if you believe in christianity like mm-hmm. even if you're a great person and you don't believe in christianity he's like you're, you're not gonna get in and so i obviously disagreed we had conversation later in the night I don't even want to say exactly what he said, but he said a hella racist comment, mm-hmm. like regarding uh, uh, one of his loved ones who's dating, uh, you know, someone who's of a similar race, oh, okay. but in the past have dated other races, and pretty much was like, oh, finally he chose right. Like he straight up said oh, some okay. shit like that, dude. Okay, okay. And and I was kind of like. Yo, like you just like we just had this deep ass conversation. Like you're just as human as me, but you put yourself on this pedestal and now you say some shit like that. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know if like that was a heavenly thing for you to say, my dude. Like, you know? Um, <laughs> right. Right. And so, once again, I mean, but I still backed off. I I don't I don't wanna I'm no one to judge this person. There's I don't have much power at that point to change his his way of thinking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah. and but but nonetheless. I think it, it made me 
feel much more comfortable and confident in the route that I'm taking because I feel like I'm able to get best of both worlds where I can believe in my religion. I could, I could interpret the word. I can interpret the action and still feel like I'm grounded in this earth today. And that's just a lot about your emotional maturity because it was no longer about you proving him wrong, but it's like you take away that with that information and do what you want with it, which in this case was just a further reinforcement of like, you know what? I might not believe in that. And I don't think he's wrong, but I like, at least I know that I'm, I'm still doing good things for me with good intentions. And that's really, I think that's, that's what we should all be shooting for to have that emotional maturity where it's like, well, I'm going to, and that's why I say like, it's not about being wrong. You know, um, it's not about, it's just to your point. Like, I feel like there's this practice what you preach type of thing where I found it very interesting where it's like, okay, you're hardcore devoted into this, in the, into the Bible. And, uh, you know, you got to live your life by it. And it's like, that's crazy. Like it's literally telling you right in front of you to guide your children in the right way with a place of love. But yet you, you still want to interpret that as like, nah, I need to hit my kids. And like, so now you're living, it's like, okay, so we're, we're practicing what we preach, but we're also preaching what we, what, what's beneficial to what, what we think is going to really work. We're not really taking it for what it is at that point anymore, you know? Yeah. And I think back Definitely to what you said, that, and there, there's true, and there's true belief in how I go about my way of being. I'm not doing it because, oh, I, this is what's good for me. I do it because I, I believe in it. Similar to you, like you don't hit your child because you just believe in it. You feel like yeah. that is the best outcome in the situation, you know? Right. And, right. and it just feels like a little bit more natural. Still with the, the, the barriers and sometimes the conflict of like, ah, fuck, I really want to give in to temptation, emotion, you name it, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd be dope. We, even, we might even have to look into bringing a pastor on here, bro. I think Ooh. it'd be dope, man, just to just to have the conversation. You know, I think it'd be, I think it'd be, it'd be difficult. It might be a little challenging. I think it might get a little uncomfortable. But, but I'm sure uh, if you get the right pastor, just like the right therapist. Oh, yeah, like, that's the, and that's the thing, I though. Mean, is it's someone willing, you know, someone willing, knowing that it's like, hey, like, I have a lot of fucking questions, you know? Yeah. And that's what was cool about this pastor. I remember... It was crazy as he even said it. He was like, I'm be honest with you. He's like, the thing about it is there are a lot of broken, insecure people out there that are looking for answers. Bro, mm -hmm. that's why I kept damn. talking to him because I was like, damn, for a pastor to say that, like, to me was like, okay, we're human here. We're human here. And the thing was for me, for me, I didn't look at that as like, oh, this fool just said it. Like, no, no, He's no. judging. I was yeah. like, okay, like, this fool's level-headed. Like, he understands that, yeah, sometimes there are people that, like, ask him about the Bible. They don't know shit. They just, they just kind of go, oh, God. Oh God, like God, God. And it's like, Hey man, no, 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 no. Like this is your confidence. Like you, you build confidence within yourself. That's why you're able to do it. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, so, so that to me kind of, I feel like that's why I was able to talk to him too. Cause I felt like he was very grounded in that sense. You mm -hmm. know, even at one point, one of the guys, one of the older guys started talking to me, dude. And, and he was like, Hey, um, it's like when I was younger, like I was, I was, I grew up in religion. He's like, but I just kind of did it just to do it. And it wasn't until I got older that I really started questioning. And pretty much the way that he summed it up was like, for me, I feel that there's enough evidence that I'd rather take my chances believing there is a God than, than, than there isn't. And I was like, oh, it makes a lot of sense. Like, okay, cool. Like, that's dope, you know? And so he's like, yeah, I didn't like the fact that when I was younger, uh, like, religion was kind of thrown, thrown on to me, right? And so, and this was, so mind you, this was at the, I, I signed up Julian for a, a summer camp for sports for a week. 
this is where I got this conversation. So that already kind of like, I was a little skeptical because it was like, cool. I feel like this is like a week of like recruitment here where they're just trying to get people in. So I know that I also was like kind of defensive. Right. But when he said that, I told him, I said, Hey, let me ask you something. You know, I said, what makes, what makes that any different than what we're doing here today? Mm -hmm. Having all these children here and essentially bringing in, you know, the, your Christian lifestyle and, and like you're, you're in a way you're, you're throwing it at these children. Like what makes that any different than what you didn't like about when you were growing up? And he was like, he, he, he was like, that's a great point. That's a great point. He goes, and I think at that point, it's just trusting that it's coming from a good place. He goes, we, we spend a lot of time believing things that aren't good for us. So I think I realize now that I'd rather take my chances of it coming from a place that holds good values, which I was like, that makes sense. And, and, and I, to myself, I was even thinking, like, I could see myself hanging out with y'all because you guys are very loving and family oriented and still not really believing in your God. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of like, I don't know that I really am about it, but like, you guys are cool and you guys are very loving and like, I'm down with that. I respect that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's where I think, I don't know. I think anything could be a fucking religion. I think about like us and I'm like, it's kind of the same thing. Like we're planting yeah. seeds here. We're not telling people what they should do and shouldn't do, but we're also like, Hey guys, we found, we found some ways to make things a lot better for us. If you want to join mm -hmm. us, you're more than welcome to fucking come through, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, so, I do want to share one thing, like, and it, going back to the religion piece and, and how literature back in those days was written. So I, I may have mentioned it on here, but I, I read a book like last summer and it was, it was on the life of Jesus oh, that's but right. That's right. from a very secular point of view, non-religious point of view. It was, it was written by a, um, uh, a Muslim man. Um, he's actually a Muslim professor at the time at UC Riverside point being, he he pretty much um he, he's a religious uh, religion professor as well so like he pretty much went in read scripture read scripture which was pretty much how history at that point in time was documented and a lot of the, and he talks about how things were documented and how things were chosen because you see how there there's like book the book of matthew the book of this that whatever okay. Okay. back in those days dude like those those were chosen to be part of a Bible, but there's a shit ton of books from many different people that maybe were part of uh, Jesus's lifetime or not. But the way n people wrote, not just people in this Bible, but just people in general, they, they didn't necessarily wrote what they saw. They wrote to, for truth, in a sense. It was very much like, they like let's say that they're talking about something that they saw they, they it, it, it was almost not so much like oh carlos drank a cup of water more so carlos was called to drink mm. water because so even was, they were trying to find answers yeah he was thirsty for yada 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 like it wasn't about you drinking water it was about the why like why are they and so a lot of like when and when you look at literature it's kind of weird the way it's written yeah, but it's it, because yeah. that's how people wrote like that's how things were documented back in the day mm -hmm. and 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 that's where i feel like it's a very human thing to do and i think i value the scripture because it is an interpretation but it's just that an interpretation and i think it's healthy to remember 
for us to be grounded in that way. I mean, at least for me, that's what I learned from it. Right. For me to like, because I, I also felt like for a long time, like it's like, oh, the Bible, it like, you know, in me being a, like anti-religion, like because of the people, I felt like I didn't really value scripture. After reading that book, it's like, well, there's still something to learn. Yeah, you know? for, sure, for sure. I agree. And, and is it like perfect? No, but that's up to me to find out for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because even even today, like as I was looking into some of these scriptures and I was trying to find some of this information, I have, dude, honestly, I've never really like read, read the Bible, but it was like I was seeing all these verses and I was like, oh, shit, like I agree with some of this stuff. Like some of this stuff is actually really good. Like this is this makes a lot of sense. This is cool. Yeah. There's a lot of wisdom in it, you know? Um mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like if it if it makes you a good person, I mean, fucking by all means, you know. Again, that's where I think you do find that the, the whole religion thing to be like very, very, very interesting. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it's fascinating. It is. I, I, I actually kind of love religion in that sense. And, and but, I think you know. And it, well, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna. I I feel like I love religion in its in the form that it's meant to be, not in the extremes that we oftentimes take it. Mm. Yeah, and I think like. Just start the conversation, you know, like hopefully this lets you know, like start the conversation from a real place, you know, mm -hmm. like be have an open mind, have an open heart, but like be real with yourself. Like if this shit's weird, it's weird. If, it, if you don't believe in it, you don't believe in it. You know, um, you're going to find spaces where people are not going to agree with you. Like I've, I've also been in spaces where like I've questioned religion and people got really defensive. And yeah. I, I mean, I understand. I take it. But, and, but my thing was, was like, well, whatever it is you believe in, I don't want any part in that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. You know, I, I had a conversation with one gentleman one time where I remember he's like, you know, what bothers me about you is that, like, what happens if we die? Like, don't you want to be a good person? And I'm like, you don't think I'm a good person? It's like, like, yeah, but, you know, religion really helps you with being a good And I'm like, see, I feel like I'm a pretty good person without it. I'm not saying that I couldn't be an even better person. I'm open to that. But, like, I don't feel like me not having it. And, and I And I kind of brought that up, hoping that he would give me, like, a good explanation as to maybe, like, pick my brain a little more. Uh, but homeboy kind of got triggered and got upset. And I'm like, well, okay, I guess I didn't get an answer there, you know? Um, well, you're just egotistical. Maybe, dude, maybe. I don't know. I got a lot of questions, bro. Yeah, I got a lot of questions. Um, yeah. But yeah. Good talk, though. That was a great talk. Get deep into this shit. And wow. I mean, and I'm sure there'll be other times that we could bring this up because... I mean, it's it's a part of life, man. It, it, yeah. It's a part of a, many people's journey towards therapy. Sometimes it's it is their soul form of therapy, you know. Right. And, and that's fucking valid, um, you know. But but I, I mean, and my my belief, my thought is that we can do more, and and we can we can put that responsibility a little bit more on our shoulders, uh, because at the end of the day, like. Religion is a, it's it's a tool. There's many other tools out there that we can add on. Now, it doesn't mean we need to replace, right? It add, add it to our inventory of of resources and 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 just ways of of being able to to live a healthy life, man. Because like you said, like I think the the word you use is like you know I I find that as a coping mechanism. I mean, there's no. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why I don't knock. It. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I don't knock it because, like, man, yeah. if it works for people, like, it works for people. Like, it, you know, um, it's just I think to your point, like, when you get racist comments like that, when you get people yeah. justifying that we should spank our kids to prove that we love them, like things like that. That's where I'm like, that's kind of, 
that's wild, especially for for like preaching religion as being something that's supposed to be so like special and sacred, and it puts you like on this this next level of, of being human. And now you're gonna get into into the gates, and I don't know. Like I said, it's not that it's wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong, but like I find that very interesting. You know, I yeah. find that very interesting, and so. All that to say, man, look, do the work, do the work. Stop hitting your kids. Stop. You're not teaching them anything. You're screwing them up. Be patient. Learn to be patient. But all that stuff, all that stuff, it's symptoms. It's symptoms. The only way we start to figure these things out is when we start doing the work on ourselves, you know, going to therapy, um, seeking the help, being willing to do stuff. And unfortunately, a lot of us don't see it either because we were beat up so much that we don't realize that the reason or the person or the worth of what it needs to be done for is right in front of us. It's ourselves. It's ourselves. And so I empathize a lot the, the victim mentality because I realized that it's like, damn, people have been broken so much that they don't even realize that they should be doing this for them. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's very valid. And so it's like trying to help people to understand that can be very difficult. But, you know, if someone's listening and, and or you can think of somebody that can hear this message and realize that it's like, hey, we get it. You know, we've been we've been beat up and it's almost frustrating to know that we should be doing more and we're not sometimes. And so, you know, don't hit your kids, be a good person. And, um, yeah, go to therapy. If you're down, try it out. See so, what happens. What's, so what's your word? What's your word today? Oh uh, man, my word today. I think action. I think action, it just, it ties everything together, everything between the therapy, between the religion. We talked, you know, talking about the values. And that's what I'm thinking of specifically where we talk about how all that stuff aligns with each other. And so really taking action into, into all this stuff that, all the wisdom that we're picking up, right? Like being active learners, right? Having open minds, having open hearts and uh, really taking action into to being better individuals for ourselves and, and the people around us, I think, um, that, that that's my word. I think it's very important, and I think it, it needs more emphasis for sure. What about you? My word for today is truth. So mm. I feel like, um, you know, finding truth. I think it is is a very natural part of life. I think it's um, it's something that I think we do from a very early age. You know, uh, where, where we're trying to find like that truth, that purpose, and. <clears throat> And I think what's what always trips me out about truth is that it's hella slippery, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels. I think when we find our truth, it feels cemented. But, but I also feel like in the grander scheme of things, when you involve multiple people, multiple belief systems, it is slippery, man. It it's never. I don't think it's ever as as clear as it may seem, you know. Um. Because, I mean, even in this talk about religion, right, and, and what we believe in in Catholicism and Christianity, there's also, like, many other forms of religion that are not as popular as the big three, you know, uh, um, the, the Muslim religion or, or Judaism, right? There's other forms of religion that, that are out there that, you know, have, you know, ultimately been conquered by these big religions, right? And so... You know, e- even in, in in finding all those things, I think there there's a lot of shit that it, that is unseen. And so, once again, I think it, it just boils down to the. Imp- I feel I feel the importance of religion is that it's just a tool for us to try to be 
better people, you know what I mean? To, to try to like have a, a solid sense of morals so that we can build our own community in this present day, you know? And I so, so I feel like that's my word, truth. I love that. I love that. Once again, we want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for checking in with us, for being here with us. Um, don't forget to like, to share, to subscribe to the podcast, listen to the latest episodes and all the updates that we have coming on. Um, we will be updating you guys here in the next week or two uh, with some more information on the, on the gentleman that we're having to go to therapy. Um, probably not next month, but beginning of September, we're going to have our next bowl tournament and uh, we're going to keep this going. I think uh, that's, that's one of our ultimate goals to the end of the year now is to try to continue to find guys that we know that are ready for it, that are willing. Um, I asked myself the other day, like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? I legit had to ask myself and I have to constantly ask myself to remind myself, why are we doing this? And so I think uh, right now for me, it's just, I'm, I'm very grateful and very lucky and very fortunate that I had people help me um, to, to be in a better place, uh, to be in, in a more, um, in a healthier, more peaceful place in my own life. Right. And so I think for me, it's just about paying it forward. As I mentioned, it's like, cool. If I, if I got the help, I want to be able to do the same for somebody else. And so this is us opening the door to whoever is willing. Um, we want to continue to do it and we want you guys to, to be involved with it. You guys have been a huge part of this. All this is really just possible because of you guys. Um, so we're going to keep you guys as involved as we can. And, um, yeah, we encourage you guys to just continue growing, man. Continue trying to do things with good intentions. And we're going to have days where we fall off where, you know, just we're not going to be fucking down. We're just we're, we're going to be tired and, and embrace those moments. You know, I think the more practice we have embracing that, the, the quicker we are at coming back instead of just suppressing and pretending like that shit's not really what we're feeling. Um, yeah. Because that gets old. I get told that we're not really getting anywhere with this. So let's start doing the practice. Let's start getting uncomfortable. And, you know, just don't, don't forget that we love you guys. and We appreciate everything you guys are doing for us. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good night. Enjoy your week. And we'll see you guys in uh, two weeks here. Later. Good night, everybody. Ay, cariño.